live from Deerfest and Bright Falls. It's the Geek Show. <laughs> Told you no one would get it. <laughs> I didn't, but I loved it. Oh, and he I laughed like he did get it. <laughs> I did. I didn't get it, but I loved it. And you're going to get more of that on today's show. So stay tuned if you dare. It was, it was from the Alan Wake games. Ah, oh, okay. Mm, yeah. I didn't need to know. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> now you ruined the mystique. Oh, it's fun, though. It's ruined. All right. Uh, Y'all look good. Everybody looks good. It's uh, chilly. Is it? it I've got is. a blanket on my lap like I have polio. Your lap blanket. <laughs> you, have a, you have a blanket like Professor X. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. look at it that way. She does not have she does not have polio and she can't walk. She's Rebecca Frost, everybody. Well, I don't know. The knees it's so <laughs> it's so cold. How, How cold, cold is, is it? it? My knees hurt. But a, are you at the punchline? Are, are you at that point in your life where <laughs> Oh Carrie, I have a notoriously horrendous knees. Well, I know because of the roller derby. Because of the roller derby, yeah. But well, yeah. When the wind, when the winter hits, when the rainstorms <laughs> come, the when winds the of pressure winter. changes, uh, yeah, it hurt. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> mm -hmm. His beard hurts. He's quad T, too tall, Tony. Does it hurt? Nobody told me. Who's it hurting? She said hurts. I immediately went to a Zach Galifianakis routine was, where it's... I was like, no, I haven't the, heard my beard hurts in forever. It's an old routine. This is what, what, if, a, what if a baby had a beard? My beard hurts. <laughs> my beard hurts. <laughs> All right. Well, check out Geek Show Arcade and Geek Show Help Desk. All right, and uh, uh, returning as our as our newest member of the team. Ba, 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 ba. Uh, Robert is here. Hello, Robert. Hello. How are you? Do your knees hurt? You know, as old as I am, they don't. Oddly enough, good for you. You can have all the knee hurting for me. Like a duck. I'm lucky enough. <laughs> my uh, when I was snowboarding one time about oh, it was about 15 years ago, my knees had a talk with me and said, maybe it's time to stop. Oh. <laughs> and Carrie, I went, was it? <laughs> I went was to it right. one? One time or the only time? It was a couple of times. <laughs> it was enough for me just, to have a conversation with my knees. <laughs> and, and all my friends, they'd come over for a party, and, and then it'd be like, you know, you'd be talking about, like, collecting baseball cards or something. So you get your knee done? No, I got my knee. I'm getting my done, you know. And I'm like, I don't want any of that. So <laughs> Just trying to picture you on a snowboard, and it's just not working. Oh, and snowboarding was... down the mountain at five miles per hour, it's Carrie Jackson. <laughs> I was much better than that. At least seven. I was, at least I was not bad. I was not bad. Uh, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com. All right, let's begin. Uh, the biggest trailer of the week. What? What is it? Is not for a movie. It's not for a TV show. Oh, yes, sir. This thing was huge. It's Grand Theft Auto 6. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. not coming out until 2025. Nope. Probably it, what, it about a year just from now. Footage yeah. of Florida. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> there were scenes that looked like that. It looked like well, they just took. That's how good the graphics. Well, are. no. Go online. There's a guy who said that they based a lot of this on like Florida Man YouTube stuff, because you see the woman twerking on the car. That's a Florida Man YouTube. Good. The the guy pulling the gator out of his pool, that's a real Florida man YouTube. You Base know? it on the reality of Florida. I love a it. lawless really place. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> Richard Hive of villainy and scum. It, that's right. Yes. 
Uh, return to the Miami-inspired Vice City, new characters, same carnage. Uh, <laughs> but it was released on Tuesday, um, and uh, it was it just huge. The, the views for it just shot through the roof. Uh, on the first day, it was like 75.9 million views on YouTube. Yep. Uh, but uh, it looks looks great. I mean, uh, games, folks, how did it look to you? I mean, that's not gameplay that they were showing, obviously. Well. I don't know. They got a it? woman in there. The uh, Yeah, too many ladies. This woke. But, uh, <laughs> woke Grand Theft Auto agenda. <laughs> yeah. Woke Theft Auto. No, but. Um, <laughs> oh, there's your title. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, there is. So my favorite YouTube channel, Digital Foundry, which is just a whole bunch of graphics whores like myself picking apart <laughs> video games and and what works and what doesn't work from oh, a visual standpoint yeah. they did this is a 90 92 second trailer and they did a 41 minute video talking about the 92 second trailer slow news oh, day it was God. fantastic i watched every second of it and i loved it i wish i had um, that much spare time for right? sake i mean and so they they i mean they went so minute that they were making fun of themselves for how minute they were going into this trailer but the 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 point of it is at the end of it they said you know what this is probably pretty accurate to what it's going to look like while you play mm. because they looked at all the pieces and saw the different different graphical artifacts and things like that you get when you render in real time versus having it pre-rendered so yeah this this might be fairly representative of how it looks uh, interesting. I, uh, we got a few details. The new game takes place in the fictional state of Leonida, which is obviously Florida. <laughs> the fictional state of Florida. <laughs> uh, there's a whole lot of swampland for players to navigate. Gators falling into pools, you know, gators walking into convenience stores. I get the feeling that alligators are going to be... Gators be. waving MAGA flags. Probably, yeah. Fat guys in Speedos getting tackled by the police. Uh, so you keep seeing all these gators. I keep waiting for Burt Reynolds to pop up. <laughs> exactly. Uh, thank you for that reference that I got. Uh, also, uh, Miami stand-in Vice City has moved on since the 80s, apparently. Um, oh. it, they're saying that it's an immersive evolution of the GTA series. We don't know anything else. Don't know anything about the gameplay. We just know it'll probably be on PS5 and Xbox. It will definitely be on PS5, Xbox yeah. Series X, and Xbox Series S. And much to my dismay, it will not be launching simultaneously on PC because oh. Rockstar knows they can get you to buy the game twice if they release it on PC two years later. <laughs> Those that's pretty, jerks. That's pretty damn smart if you ask me. And you know what? I'm going to do it. And I'm going to hate it, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> Now, another effect that this trailer had on the industry, the entertainment industry, is because the music that was used, the song that was used in the trailer, is Tom Petty's Love is a Long Road. And Im Im immediately, uh, the Spotify numbers for that song jumped right up. Well which, deserved. Spreading the gospel of yeah, Tom Petty. <laughs> to, to which I say... I know you pay for Spotify, but why don't you go and buy the song and have it and own it? Why not? Uh, data provided by Spotify revealed that the song had a huge, and again, this was a few days ago, so the, I'm sure it's gone up further, huge streaming increase of 36, 9,790% wow. since before the trailer was released. Uh, this isn't the first time that this sort of thing has happened. If you remember The Last of Us caused a huge increase in uh, Linda Ronstadt's long, long time, you remember, yep. from uh, Last of Us. So uh, 
they've also released a Grand Theft Auto playlist in collaboration with uh, Rockstar Games, featuring all kinds of uh, wonderful songs, Fortunate Son, Credence, Danger Zone, Kenny, well, mostly good songs. <laughs> I mean, I like those songs, but... I'm Tony, Missis- so. Mississippi Queen. Uh, so yeah, if if you have your Spotify. So if you so if you ever played Guitar Hero, every yes. song that was on Guitar <laughs> right Hero is on that yeah. soundtrack. Is on that playlist. So wow, so this is like two games I never played: Guitar Hero and Grand Theft Auto. You this never played great. Grand Theft Auto? Oh, oh man! I also never played it Grand never, Theft Auto. It never. I don't know. Let me see. Growing up in Baltimore, Grand Theft Auto. Growing up in Baltimore, <laughs> Grand right, Theft fine. Auto. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. I just step outside. <laughs> so there's there's some pretty high expectations for the soundtrack for this game because Vice City, the, the first Grand Theft Auto game set in Vice City, Vice City, has one of the best soundtracks of any video game ever made. It takes place in the 80s, and the soundtrack is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. How, much, so. um, how much Pitbull shows up on these playlists? <laughs> Probably thirty-five percent. Are you no, serious? Just, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I, would I, think love being Pit, in, I love Pitbull. I'll listen to Pitbull. I would think being in Miami, you'd get uh, a minimum amount of Pitbull. It's like he's Mister Worldwide. Like oh, you can set Grand Theft Auto anywhere, and Pitbull will show up. <laughs> uh, and yes, Brad, I agree. I miss I miss Guitar Hero. I haven't played it in so long, mostly because I gave all of my Guitar Hero stuff to Egg Fu, but. <laughs> <laughs> and I think and I, that's where, that's where I played Hero all me, my Guitar Hero. Was, was it Extra Place? <laughs> yeah. For me, Guitar Hero was like, I play guitar a little bit, and it's like Guitar Hero is just like, my fingers don't work this way. Mm. <laughs> well, that, that was what, uh, I had another friend of mine who's a musician who said the same thing, and I had to talk him through it and say, it, it's not a guitar, it's a game controller. Think of it that that's, way. Yeah. That's you know. Bill Frost cannot play Guitar Hero because uh, he's so skilled at the regular guitar that I think I, re- I think I remember he was telling me about how he tried to play Guitar Hero. I was like, this game's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'll just get my real guitar out and play the song. <laughs> oh, Rock Band Party at Egg's Place. Okay. That's what it was. I couldn't remember the name of the other one, but it was ro- we would play Rock Band at Egg's House. Like there was yeah. one night where we played Wonderwall. Only Wonderwall because we were trying to one hundred percent it, oh. and so we must have played it. We must have played it like eight times. <laughs> Did you get that hundred percent though? Maybe. Mm, maybe uh, not. Nice. I, I said maybe. <laughs> My, uh, oh, I get it now. <laughs> the one I was trying to get a hundred percent on was uh, Devo, Uncontrollable Urge, and it was mm. next to impossible. All right. Ah, uh, let's see. The other trailers that were released this week were not as popular as Grand Theft Auto, although they did very well. Um, Godzilla X Kong. God, so <laughs> now we're talking colorful crystals. This this dropping after seeing Godzilla minus one is such a slap in the face <laughs> really? to the whole Godzilla franchise as a whole. What are you oh, talking about? I thought we were having a, a, a renaissance all, of yeah, Godzilla. Just like all the kaiju. This yeah. is so Stupid! I'm gonna How say dare it. You. I think this is so stupid. Are you gonna Rebecca? be a God a Godzilla I, snob? I can Are fix you? this for you. All right, multiverse done. No, well, she hates no, those even it's more. not even multiverse. Here's the thing: it's not even multiverse. One, I don't hate the multiverse. I have multiverse fatigue. Two, it's not even multiverse. If you remember in the last movie, the Earth Hollow and King Kong is like the king of Hollow Earth, right? Yeah. And so yeah. it's in the name, King. It's in the name. (laughs) And in this trailer, there's, you know how, you know how the, you can always tell who the bad guy is, is because he's a different color than the main character who's our hero. The bad guy is just a a red (laughs) King Kong. 
Sorry, you and can I piss it up. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah. if there's one thing that Americans do with their King Kong and Godzilla's movies is they make them they're we're we're friendly with them. We are rooting for them, right? We like them mm -hmm. to be our friends. And that's this is so stupid you guys where is kong where did king in the trailer i'm sorry i'm going off on this i'm just so passionate about it you have a lot to say about this rebecca you I see don't know. the hand you see a hand come up through the ground and he's got a robotic contraption on that fits his hand where get where get that where, <laughs> made it himself he's why smart. have <laughs> he made it in a cave with scraps that's right, that's right. Stain said so i'm sure it'll be explained all right. And to be okay, Dan so, Stevens was there though, and I like him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I saw this and I was like, okay, and and had just saw the uh, minus one this week as well. I'm like, it's not you know the same Godzilla. It's not same Kong. Just let it ride, yeah. enjoy it, turn your brain off, shovel popcorn, call it good. You got a multiverse this thing. You really do. I think. That's but absolutely I think the right. best thing somebody took a still of this frame and gave one of them Thor's hammer and one of them Captain America's shield. God. And I lost it. I, I it was need the that. The funniest that's thing I've ever seen. I will find it and send it to you. Send it to me. I need that for my wallpaper <laughs> for my iPad. That's I awesome. do, however, really like Barbie. Barbie Godzilla. Barbzilla. Oh, Barbzilla. <laughs> I love it. Uh, anyway, uh, picking up sometime after the last movie, Godzilla X-Kong, The New Empire, sees a mighty kaiju monster team up. Uh, banding together to fight a currently unnamed new ape that is Red threatening Kong. to uh, wipe out humanity. Yeah, we'll call him Red Kong from now on. Uh, Diddy Kong Jr. <laughs> the second. Kong. Yeah. Soviet um, Kong. Both Godzilla and Kong have changed. Uh, the former has reached his new pinkish Barbie form, while Kong has nicely settled into his role as the axe-wielding ruler of the underground, you know. He's nice. got a baby. They show a goddamn little King Kong baby. It looks like Dewey from Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> Dewey Kong. Dewey's Dewey fantastic. Kong. That's it. Dewey Kong. D-E-W, right? Dewey D-E-W-E-Y. Dewey. All right, thank you. All right. Uh, but anyway, there's the trailer. It's on its way. April 12th is when you'll get to see Godzilla X Kong, the new empire. Uh, yeah. The other, I'll be uh, there. yeah, you will be, I know you will be. Yeah, you complain all you want. You're still going to put a butt in the seat. That's mm -hmm. damn right. You are. <laughs> uh, let's see. see. We all, mm -hmm. uh, this is a show that I kind of gave up on Tony. I think you're still watching halo, right? Uh, yeah, of course we got a trailer for halo season two. It's got its problems, but it's definitely not terrible. It's not terrible. I mean, I enjoyed I, it. You know, the I don't problem know. I don't know enough. I'm, I don't know enough about the game to bitch about it. So, sure, and yeah. that's the thing: the writers don't either. <laughs> oh, <laughs> literally, got the writers. Oh, no, they, <laughs> no, they're like, they, we never played the game. We never followed the storyline. We're just gonna. We saw the characters and just kind of came up with our own thing. And that's entirely what they did. Well, what, they tried to reweave some stuff back in. Well, yeah, what they did was they went that. to they went to a 2001 novel by Eric Nyland that served as Chief's origin story. And so that's what they were Which mostly basing it on. A really good novel, by the way. I think that's the Fall of Reach, isn't it? I don't remember. Yep. Halo Reach, yep. yeah, is uh, 2010 is the Halo Reach game, yeah. Uh, and then it led directly to the events of Halo Combat Evolved. Yep. But uh, yeah, you're going to get season two, February 8th, 2024. Uh, and if you, if you don't have Paramount Plus and you want to see if this thing is worth it for free, the whole first season is on YouTube right now for free. Mm -hmm. 
So oh, legally, like <laughs> yeah, legally about, put it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the thing about the first season of Halo is it had two thirds of a good show. Yeah. And there was one third of it that was all of the side story with the girl that he meets on the first planet in the first episode. You could have taken all of that out and made like an eight episode season or a seven episode season. And I don't think there would have been nearly as many complaints. But her side story is just like out in the middle of nowhere and just has nothing to do with anything. And then the other complaint I get is, well, Master Chief never takes off his helmet. Well, here's the thing. This is a TV show. Exactly. <laughs> you Even need... the Mandalorian took his yes. helmet off. <laughs> you, you need to be able to relate to the guy in the mm -hmm. uniform, and you can't unless you get some acting. And you've got Liev Schreiber's brother there, Pablo, yeah. as Master Chief, and he's a good actor. So It would have been stupid to leave the helmet on the whole time. Yeah. Anyway. So those are the trailers this week. All right, uh, let's get some uh, housekeeping. Uh, Jay Whitaker is on assignment. Don't forget, he's coming to town at the end of this month. He's going to be playing Wise Guys. Go to his Facebook or go to Wise Guys Comedy, and you can see uh, where you can get tickets for his shows. Uh, he may or may not be filming them. We're still working that out. Uh, but uh, go and see Jay at the end of this week. We all miss him. Go see him. Uh, we got a Lee George Cade update, everybody. Um, he, uh, I haven't got a chance to see him this week. His schedule changed. He's so busy now. <laughs> <laughs> he's got so many things to he's, do. He's got so many things going on. I guess Tony's going to go see him tomorrow. Um, I'm going too. Oh, you are yeah. too? Good. I couldn't make it on Friday because he's got a full schedule. He's now on the uh, rehab floor, which is great. This is progress. Yep. Uh, but uh, keep in mind, folks, he's been in the hospital for two months. It ain't cheap, and that's why we have the Venmo QR code up here for you to donate. Uh, keep passing that around to people you know, people who listen to the show, people who stopped listening to the show. <laughs> I don't care. Pass the QR code around, and let's help out the Cade family because those bills are coming in, and it's just ridiculous. Welcome to America. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's doing well. He's, uh, he's eating which is a, a vast improvement yep. than being fed through a tube. Uh, he's getting up. He's walking around. He's, he's again, he's so busy he couldn't see me yesterday. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> so i got to find some time to work on his schedule now. But uh, hopefully he'll be uh, sent home soon. But even then, the bills continue because he's going to have to have home health care. Follow-ups. Yeah, yeah. follow-ups and a nurse visits on a regular and a hospital bed, the whole thing. So, uh, yeah, any little amount that you can toss our way to that QR code right there, that Venmo QR code, will, will be helpful to the Cade family. So thank you very much. And thank you if you've already donated. Thank you so much. Uh, so spread that QR code around to your friends. Uh, another thing. Um, Geekshow.store. Let me tell you a story. I got, some, I got a complaint email about how I ordered and didn't get anything. And I sent them the link to Geekshow.store. And they said, oh, that's not where I ordered from. Oh. Heavy sigh. Oh. If you're on Facebook, you might get ripped off. Be careful. Just go right to Geekshow.store. That's where you buy all of our stuff. That's the actual only sanctioned place. And you get a good quality product from this uh, local company, huge brands. They're, they're really good. And uh, it'll get to you pretty quickly. So uh, if, if you want to give one for the holidays, I'd suggest that you uh, go there. Get now. on it. Yep. There's the hoodies. There's the hats. You get that Lee George Cade original Iron Man. You get, uh, you get the uh, lanyard so you can hang your ID from it while you're at work. 
You got the regular T-shirt and, of course, the fashion doll edition, which is being modeled right now by our own Rebecca Frost. Uh, so geekshow.store. Don't accept any others. All right. Um, oh, Patreon. Geekshowgotthiscovered.com. That's the other uh, place where you can get uh, stuff. Extra uh, content. You get the after party that we do here live after this show. Uh, you get uh, videos. I think, is my Christmas tree video up there, Tony? Is it, uh, I think it? that goes up next week. Next week? Oh, yeah, there's me with... is the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, that's... Uh, I, I show you oh. old and new editions of the Millennium Falcon toys by Kenner. Uh, and my Christmas tree is coming this week. You get you get the Space Show show early on the Patreon. So uh, When I remember. When, <laughs> when Rebecca remembers. I love and that it, honesty. And it supports the show. <laughs> It also supports the show, helps us keep going. So uh, geekshowgotthiscovered.com. Also, on the way, just a heads up, I uh, just want to let you know my old saying, how can we miss you if you don't go away? That's, that's a philosophy I have had for a while. We're going to take some time off, folks. <laughs> what? We're going to take a week or so off. Uh, we have never it's done me. that. It's me. I'm the problem. No, it's, no. I'm no. sorry, folks. It's, no. It was my fault. <laughs> it's me. They, they brought actually. me in and they're just like, oh, God, we got we to gotta take time to get this guy straightened out. Whoa, whoa, it's, whoa. It's my fault. It's completely my fault because I'm getting on a plane on the 21st by myself, and I'm flying down to spend the 22nd the entire day at Disneyland and California Adventure by myself just horrendous i know right so we won't be doing a show that week we'll probably have maybe a space show show we'll 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 uh, we'll address that later but we won't have a show that weekend so you know i it's been 16 years now that we haven't had a time off we're gonna take a time off how can we Might miss nice. you if you won't go away <laughs> so if you see me at disneyland on the 22nd if you happen to be there <laughs> say hi way. i'll be there by myself hey. <laughs> and I'll talk and I'll talk about this later in the show, maybe even in the after party about going to Disneyland and how do you people afford this for Holy God's moly. sake? Anyway, it's we'll insanity. get to that coming up. Back to the news. Um, Deadpool three. <laughs> what the? Ryan Reynolds has asked us all to stop sharing set photos. Yeah, come on, guys. Spoilers. Um, Here's what he said. Because well, on... they, they spoiled something pretty big. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This last week. I've avoided it so far, so we're not going to talk about it, right? Or I'll Carrie? tell you all about it. Don't, so, don't you do. Here's what, here's what he said on, on his social media. He said, surprises are part of the magic of theatrical movies. Uh, let's see. Uh, some of the websites and social channels hold back showing images before they're ready. Uh, the film is built for audience joy, and our highest hope is to preserve as much of that magic as possible for the finished film and the big screen. Part of the reason people post spoilers is because they're excited. I realize these aren't real-world issues, and it's firmly in the good problems bucket. But uh, please, refrain. It's important for us to shoot the new Deadpool film in real, natural environments, using practical effects as opposed to making the movie indoors and digitally. Telephoto lenses continue to spoil surprises and create a difficult situation for everyone. I love making this movie. Uh, so yeah. So then he He's started. He started releasing a bunch of pictures on his social media that are, predator. That are, that are clearly <laughs> fake. I love the one of Deadpool holding the bag of money with Mickey Mouse behind him. I love that one. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, Deadpool out uh, July 26, 2024. 
Um, so yeah, try to avoid the Deadpool spoilers if you could. <laughs> Predator, that's great. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know if you've turned on if if you have Disney Plus and Hulu because most people have it in a bundle because it comes with those two and ESPN. Even though I don't watch the ESPN, it's pronounced uh, Espen. Espen, thank you. Yeah. I see. I didn't know. <laughs> um, if you turned on your uh, Disney Plus, you saw a little square on off to the right that says Hulu, and that will now take you to your Hulu uh, stuff on Disney Plus. It is a. It is a. Um, what do they call it when they're not ready to roll it out? Beta. That's it. It's a beta. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like cable. We're <laughs> calling it cable. <laughs> It's a, it's a beta test for some of us. And uh, yeah, I was lucky enough to see that, that I have that. So uh, you've got Only Murders in the Building and the Bear next to Mandalorian and Loki. That's some uh, good watching right there. Indeed. Uh, so uh, that, that was uh, Wednesday. It's still in beta mode. It'll include the Hulu title, Hulu Hub, Enhanced Parental Controls. The official launch for everyone will be March of 2024. Uh, Let me just so, say this. Yes. They're going to combine the apps... They better freaking bring over my watch history and my list. Because <laughs> if I lose that on the profile, I'm going to be angry. I didn't think about that. I'll go check that after the show. Yeah, I let me know think, what you see. Yeah. Oh, good good call, Tony. Thank you. I didn't even think about that. Right here. I All use right. somebody else's Hulu. Oh. So I'm just going to keep doing that. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is the bundle that I pay for, and then I let... You know, my nieces and everybody use the Disney Plus. And so I, I know what they're watching. <laughs> oh. What are they watching? Anything good? They uh, watched they, the shows I'm about to talk about. Uh-huh. They, they really enjoyed Luca. And uh, speaking of that, Soul, Turning Red, and Luca are coming to theaters for the first time ever. Because you remember nice. these movies, this was during the pandemic. Y'all remember the mm. pandemic, you know, that thing that's still here? I do, I do remember <laughs> it. Anyway, terrified of going to Disneyland with all that crap in the air. Anyway, um, Disney and Pixar just announced they'd be releasing these three movies into theaters for the first time in early 2024. Uh, they were going to be, they were scheduled for theatrical release, but then the uh, pandemic happened. Uh, tickets will go on sale January 2nd special engagement theatrical runs and really they're just priming the pump for inside out Two as well which is coming to theaters uh as well all three of these movies are very good by the way i don't know if you if you've not seen them uh i particularly loved turning red soul turning red was, was so good yeah soul was great and luca was just darn right enjoyable so uh yeah there you go go see him in theaters Why turning not? red is a scary tale about girls going through puberty <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh, my girls enjoyed it yeah well relatable content well, I mean, it's a little, it was a little early for them <laughs> mm-hmm. sure, but sure, sure. it was one of those you know it sparked some questions which was great mm-hmm. but you know turning red was great loved soul the music in soul was oh, amazing yeah. really good mm-hmm um john patiste uh i won't say he can do no wrong but he comes pretty darn close yeah musically gotta, gotta say uh well speaking of your girls robert mm-hmm. still no <laughs> <laughs> this story yeah disney has given up on the marvels cool um the super studio, duper <laughs> yeah the studio will no longer report on the box office 
which they claim is the lowest in Marvel Studios history. Uh, they're not reacting well to having their first real box office bomb in 15 years after all this time of success, including four of the 10 highest grossest film of all time. You're telling uh, me the Eternals did better than Miss Marvel? That's what I can't figure out. Everybody yeah. shit Oof, on the Eternals, uh, even though I love the Eternals. I liked it. I can't believe... Anyway, <laughs> this the whole reaction from the fans to this movie is... It's not, I can't I say upsetting. Still, I'm disappointed. You know, I still to this day see Eternals Pez dispensers at the grocery store. I've yeah, they keep restocking them. They're selling quick, but they restock them. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, sell that's them quick. <laughs> They're so popular. <laughs> cannot keep kid just cannot keep my hands on a Cersei yeah. Pez dispenser. Mm -hmm. After a month in release, the film has begun to taper off at the box office run. Uh, lowest grossing movie in the franchise, falling, uh, failing to crack $100 million domestically and only flirting with $200 mil worldwide. Um, but, I mean, if, if we're going to call it a bomb, let's, let's look at it this way. One bomb in 30, that's a pretty, pretty good, good average, all right? They're not all going to be winners. You know? Even though this one should have been. It should have been. Really been. It's so enjoyable. Uh, so anyway, they're going to stop reporting the numbers, especially with the holiday season in full swing. Uh, and I'm sure they'll rush it to Disney Plus, and then y'all can see it and go, what was the problem with this movie? This was it, fine. I should have mm -hmm. seen this in theaters. Exactly. Wow. Um, they didn't look at, I mean, Bob Iger blamed there not being enough executives on set for the failure of the film, which oh, I don't. Oh, yeah, that's I, the that's problem. Totally. That's not, too many suits. Yeah. I mean, not enough. Not enough suits. Not enough and suits then, and too many people trying to push a message. Yeah. And then there were several stories blaming Nia DaCosta, which I do not get at all. It's, you know? it's because she's a black woman. Probably. Like, it's, it's wholly unfair. I, really, the vitriol for oh, this movie. Sorry, Drew, can you say that one more time? It's wholly unfair. <laughs> Thank you, Kermit. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this, uh, I think the simplest reason that was uh, it was released in the middle of the actor strike. So the actors were, uh, were unable to promote it. Now that may not seem like a huge deal, but you know, having Sam Jackson and Brie Larson on the Tonight Show or wherever it is, um, you know, being interviewed and talking about how excited they were about the movie, it it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. really, I, think, I sincerely believe that this movie would have done a lot better if Iman Vellani could have done a press tour because yes. Oh, yes. she's because she's so smart about Marvel and so passionate about it that mm -hmm. I really think she would have probably gotten through to a lot of people. She's mm -hmm. got Riz. She's got but, that Riz. Did I say it right? Did I say <laughs> it right? That's the word of the year. That's Tony. first time I tried. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, he scores. I, <laughs> same my thing. Fir my first time using the word Riz was saying, "What does Riz mean?" <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm just quiet until I figure it out. Hmm. Um, <laughs> early. So, uh, well, going off what Rebecca said, I think mm -hmm. it also would have done better too if it hadn't been delayed so many dang times, <laughs> and and actually put out kind of in the order they had planned it with a close to Miss Marvel and all of that stuff, it would have built that momentum a lot better. Mm -hmm. And you know, something else that they could have done, which they, you know, I don't know why they didn't, uh, because Disney owns ABC, they could have released Ms. Marvel and um, WandaVision yep. and shown it on ABC as Didn't series. Didn't they do that? Didn't they, they do did that with, with Ms. Marvel? They did with Ms. Marvel, but not WandaVision. Oh, yeah. And I think that would have helped. Uh, and you know, run promos during those shows, saying mm -hmm. that if you like this, Ms. Marvel is coming, or the, the Marvels are coming. So, but anyway, uh, 
Thanks, like I, like I said, you're gonna see you're gonna see it on Disney Plus in a few months, and you're gonna say, "Why didn't I go to the theaters and see yep. this?" And I'll say, yep. "Because you listened to some assholes online. That's why." Yep. You didn't listen yeah. to these ones. You listened to the <laughs> other ones. Yeah. Listen yeah. to us assholes. <laughs> yes. Um, and speaking of Marvel, uh, they have settled with the estate of Steve Ditko, or as I like to say in the comic book guy voice, "What in the name of Steve Ditko?" <laughs> Um, he co-created the characters Doc, uh, Dr. Strange and Spider-Man. Uh, they have reached a deal with his estate and ended the last uh, five battles over copyright termination efforts. Um, I hope it was for a lot of money. I he hope, deserves I His estate that, deserves a lot of money for these yes. characters. It all started back in 2021 when Marvel filed a series of lawsuits in response to copyright termination notices from Larry Lieber and the estates of Gene Colan, Steve Ditko, Don Heck, and Don Rico. Very long lists of characters were at issue, including Iron Man, Captain America, Black Widow, Hulk, Thor. And uh, in June, all but one of those matters were settled, the Ditko uh, family. Uh, it does not say what the settlement was, just that it's there and uh, we're all okay. Walk away, go buy an island or something. I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, I found three little items here that I found fascinating. David Dasmalshin, how do you say that? Dasmalshin. Das Dasmalshin. Dasmalshin. Yeah. That's not. This is not. That's not. Yeah, that's Mads Mikkelsen. That's Mads Mikkelsen. That's Hannibal Lecter. I've been thrown off from whatever Carrie's yeah. about to talk about. Uh, but David, <laughs> he's he's Polka Dot Man in the Suicide Squad movie. Anyway, it's pronounced Dachshund Men. Okay, thank you. <laughs> is it? <laughs> he is going to star alongside Mads Mikkelsen and Sigourney Weaver that, in a movie called Dust Bunny. Now, now, this is the uh -huh. debut, uh, feature film debut from Brian Fuller, who does television mostly, Hannibal Pushing Daisies. And I love the plot of this. It's called The movie's called Dust Bunny. An eight-year-old girl who enlists the help of her intriguing neighbor to kill the monster under her bed that she believes ate her family. Okay. I'm in. That sounds I, interesting. <laughs> I just love the plot of that. I just love it. There's a um, there's a movie. I don't know when it's going to come out. It's been released at like some film festivals that stars David Dachshund um, <laughs> Man. It's called Late Night with the Devil, and yes. I'm I'm dying to see it. It's a live television broadcast in 1977 goes horribly wrong, unleashing evil into the nation's living rooms. Mm -hmm. But it's got that very 1977 aesthetic, and he's the host of this like late night show um it just look it looks so good i yeah hmm. I'm, i let me know when that opens because i want to see that as well mm -hmm. another one that uh, i thought was great and i saw the trailer for this one it's called iss and i think it's coming yes. to sundance i want to say i saw so oh. this they've shown this at tribeca um, okay i've seen I, I saw a trailer for this as well and it looks so cool yes. now let's listen to the plot of this this is cool Astronauts aboard the International Space Station, ISS, turn against each other when a third world war breaks out on Earth. Oh, I've always wondered about this kind of stuff. What happens and, when nations that work together in space don't yeah. get along on Earth? Well, and in, and in the trailer, they lead you to believe it's just Russians and Americans up there. And that apparently the war on the Earth is between the Russians and the Americans. Ooh. And the Russians are told, take the space station. Take oh. it. And the Americans are told, take the space station. Jeez. Meanwhile, they're up there watching their planet being destroyed. Because, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a great effect of the planet. And you see the, the mushroom clouds oh, going on. Oh, no. Off. 
I got to see this. Yeah, that's going to be good. It reminded so it reminded me of if you've read Why the Last Man, um, that one of the ends of one of the issues is it shows astronauts in space. Um, and then it never ever revisits it. <laughs> no, it does. <laughs> does it? Yeah, one of them comes down and is pregnant. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, hmm. Okay, my and bad. I, and Egg Fu reminds me that this also happened in uh, the movie 2010, the year we made contact, which was the sequel to 2001, which only oh, wow. Egg and I saw. <laughs> yeah, was, I already oh. slept through 2001 nine times. I don't really sleep through its sequel, too. 2010 was, was actually not the same movie it was it was oh. com completely different it was quite good going back to the iss trailer for a second yes. i loved the the um scene where you get a couple of new astronauts coming up to the space station and they're doing the tour and one of them looks out the window and sees one of the first bombs mm -hmm. and it's like guys oh. and they all just mm -hmm. at once all of them are just kind of like what do you do what do we do jeez and it, and it seems like you know they're going to work it out. And then there's like, oh, no, you're not going to work this out. No. And so that, cool. just watching that turn just in the trailer is just like, ooh. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. All right. And uh, Spider-Man Noir, we got an update from it. Uh, Variety has reported that uh, Punisher showrunner Steve Lightfoot will co-showrun the Amazon series, which will be set in the 1930s and follow an older grizzled superhero who is apparently not Peter Parker as Spider-Man Noir is in other continuities. Uh, I think they're going to base it more on the graphic novel that was put out how long ago, Robert? It was about... Uh, about 10 years ago yeah. when they did the whole noir series. It was really well done. Out of all the noir series, it was really good. He uh, carries a gun? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I so, think, think Pulp Fiction, I'm sorry, Pulp Hero-esque Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's what I hope they base it on anyway. Is the graphic yeah. And will it be Nicolas Cage? Who knows? No. <laughs> Apparently, he's Although, only got he's, two or three done. movies left. Yeah, he's he's this now living the he's now living the plot of unbearable weight of massive talent. He's done. <laughs> he, say. But but he also said he'd be open to doing a TV series, and maybe there you maybe. go. All mm. right. I don't know. I it probably not would nah, be. I, guess, I doubt but. it. And then finally, this: if I were to make a movie about Sa uh, Sasquatch and you wanted to cast a star. Me, this I mean, guy. I'd, I'd cast you, Tony. But <laughs> thank you. This movie is already apparently in post-production. Oh. oh, you mean not playing the Sasquatch, an actual person that's in the Sasquatch movie? This no, this is a Sasquatch movie, and the person playing Sasquatch is Jesse Eisenberg. Luthor oh, is Sasquatch. Far, he's I'm far so... too small and hairless. <laughs> I'm so conflicted because I have like the weirdest crush on Jesse Eisenberg. Really? And I don't know that I want. I I don't get it either. But <laughs> <laughs> I, so, so I don't. I don't know. I don't know you guys. I liked his Lex Luthor personally. I I thought Ow, it was interesting. What? Nope. I liked it. There's a right real to jail. There's a really funny um, Jimmy Kimmel sketch with Henry Cavill and. Uh, other guy that smokes outside of his house a lot. Um, ben, ben Affleck. Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> ben Affleck. See, I nearly said Kiefer Sutherland. So oh, that's another one. <laughs> but, and then uh, Jesse Eisenberg, where Jimmy Kimmel walks up to Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent talking to each other and just like, oh, hey, wait a minute. You're Superman and you're Batman. And it's a funny sketch. You should check it out. 
And wow. Jesse Eisenberg is, is it, shows Jesse up? Jesse Eisenberg shows up and basically Jimmy Kimmel blows his mind by pointing out that he's been <laughs> <laughs> missing this <laughs> Yeah, that's one of my biggest, one of my biggest plot points about BVS is Lex is smart, but come on. <laughs> I liked him. Uh, this movie is called Sasquatch Sunset. Uh, yeah, they are it is, looking at that sunset. It documents a year in the life of a singular family. Um, but Jesse Eisenberg says he plays the Sasquatch of the film's titles. He says, I play a Sasquatch, full makeup, full body hair, no lines. I grunt, but no lines. They could have saved so much money casting me. Come on, guys. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Why didn't you audition, Tony? But uh, to to This was room. offer only. Yeah, it must have been. <laughs> But it's he said, I'm, I'm so looking forward to this, he says. <laughs> anyway, there you go. All right. Uh, what did we consume this week? I know Rebecca saw a lot of movies. Yeah, I can go first. Go um, before I talk about the movies I saw, I finished Patrick Stewart's memoir, Making It So. I, I cannot stress enough. Listen to the audiobook version of this. He reads it. He You get all of those the awesome Patrick Stewart intonations. I want to share just a really quick story from it about how when he was on the set of Dune, everybody one day was like all a flutter because they, a new cast member was coming on and that guy's name was Sting. And Patrick Stewart doesn't doesn't know anything about popular culture. Oh, really? <laughs> and, I was joking. No, he knows nothing. And so he's so he he's like, who is this, this Sting? And everyone's like, oh, he's a musician. So he Patrick Stewart does this thing where he always makes an effort to introduce himself to people that he's working with. Mm -hmm. And he goes up to Sting and he's like, hi, I'm Patrick Stewart. I understand you're a musician. And Sting chuckles and goes, yeah. And Patrick Stewart, Patrick Stewart says, what instrument do you play? And Sting says, I play bass. And Patrick Stewart makes some comment about how he's impressed about how people who play bass can always just carry around those big, heavy instruments all the time. <laughs> and Sting clarifies, oh, I play electric bass guitar. And Patrick Stewart asks about... Um, if he is in a band and what's his band called and what is his band and sting says the police and patrick stewart goes a police band <laughs> like a big band style of police officers <laughs> like, oh, that play sure. in it <laughs> that's lovely and everyone gives him everyone gives him a hard time about it forever. Um, <laughs> so, that is fantastic. I love so it. So five out of five stars. Please listen to that book. I was crying at the end. Like it was just so so good. Um, I got to go see The Abyss in theaters this oh. week. They did a special edition release because um, they like remastered it and. I don't know the whole story behind it, but I'd never seen The Abyss before, so this oh. was kind of a fun treat for me. I should get a prize because I got CH20. Uh, so, <laughs> just throwing James Cameron. Um, I really liked it. I watched it through my fingers a lot because <laughs> it was so scary and like intense at times. And then, and then towards the end, I was kind of like, okay, James Cameron, uh, <laughs> this is this is interesting choices. Um, but yeah, and everybody who it was a packed theater, and like everybody who was there was like, we love the abyss, and I'm like, cool, I can see why. It's a pretty cool movie, mm -hmm. movie that almost killed Ed, uh, Ed Harris. Yeah, 
<laughs> that that scene where they have to breathe the liquid. Oh, yeah. God, I, yeah. still. Ooh. I yeah. almost threw up in the theater when he has to like take the helmet off. Yeah. I like I almost puked because I <laughs> don't even. I can't even. Um, <laughs> the the new Miyazaki movie, The Boy and the Heron. I saw mm. that. Um, I have not really seen any other Miyazaki movies. I've seen <gasps> Kiki's Delivery Service and um, oh. Palm Poco, which is not necessarily a Miyazaki movie, but um, so I was under the impression I was going to be emotionally devastated by The Boy and the Heron, and I was not. But it was still a pretty interesting movie. Like it was, all, it was all right. I'm just gonna say that it was all right. I am, I am a, a huge champion for anything animated, um, so I really enjoyed all the animated aspects of it. But I gave it a three and a half out of five. Uh, just. You know, if you like Miyazaki, everybody that was there because it was opening night, everybody that was there loves Miyazaki. So mm -hmm. everyone kind of knew what they were getting into. Um, yeah. I there's a new Netflix movie called Leave the World Behind. Um, I was kind of excited to watch this movie because I had just read the book that it was based on a couple of weeks ago. Um, it has like Ethan Hawke and Julia Roberts and Mahershala Ali in it. And oh, I saw the trailer for this. Yeah. Yeah, don't watch it. Oh, um, really? It, wow. Is it so, poopy dookie? So right out the gate, I was like, <laughs> what is the tone of this movie? Like, what are they going for? And the thing about the book, if you look up the book on Goodreads, it's very divisive because a lot of people really hated it. I personally quite liked it because of how ambiguous it was. Um, and so the movie, two hours and 21 minutes long, does not need to be That's and long. and i was so curious to see like because nothing really happens in the book so how were, were they going to introduce things in the movie and the way that they do introduce like the end of the world because essentially the plot of the movie is um this couple gets like an airbnb house out in the middle of nowhere and the couple that owns the house shows up and says hey like there's a crisis happening back in the city. We came here. It's the only place we we know, and it's like a home to us. So we and so there's like, you know, contention between them. Like, do they really own this home? We also don't know what's happening out there in the real world. Um, and so you kind of get like glimpses and hints about the collapse of society or whatever. And uh, uh, don't watch it. Just don't watch it. Okay. It's not good. It's not good. All right. <laughs> so ten Cloverfield Lane without the monsters. Got it. Oh, that nah, I mean, the Tim Cloverfield Lane was so good, though. Yeah. Like, this just, like, not even a whip, whatever. I want to know what their <laughs> crane budget was, because a bajillion crane shots. Mm -hmm. um, and then the movie I am going to recommend you see, it's on, v It's on. Um, you can rent it online. I thought you were going to say VHS. I did, too. I it's on VHS. <laughs> VOD. I was like, it's on VOD. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> But uh, it's the new Alexander Payne movie, The Holdovers. Oh. It has Paul Giamatti in it. And I was on the fence about this movie when I first saw the trailer. It's about this boarding school. And over the holidays, some some of the boys have to stay there because they can't go home. And there's always one teacher who has to like stay and like keep an eye on them. And so this year, Paul Giamatti is that teacher. And then um, there's a couple of boys that have to stay over the holidays. And it's all about, you know, that period of time. Um, me in 2006 would have been absolutely insufferable about this movie. <laughs> I'm still going to be insufferable about it. It was an absolutely charming and endearing, sweet movie. And is it a period piece or is it modern? 
it takes place in 1970. Oh. So it is. And it just feels incredibly authentic to 1970. Um, I can't like I can't rave enough about this movie. It has a phenomenal soundtrack. Uh, mm. It's it's a new instant classic and watch it once a year. It's a great Christmas movie. So highly oh. recommend The Holdovers. The Holdovers. Nice. Hmm. All right. Um, they had the female lead on Seth Meyers last night, and I saw the clip for it for the first time. And I'm like, that looks interesting. Mm. It's so. I like I said I was really on the fence about it because like the trailer just didn't sell me, but then I saw the word of mouth was really good, and so I left the theater and I was like, I've been holdovers pilled. Like they they got me. I'm only gonna be talking about this movie for the next two weeks. <laughs> All right, who wants to go next? Uh, I'll go next. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <Just> waiting. <laughs> all right. Uh, so I watched, uh, well, my wife and I, she is big on the Christmas movies this year, real big on the Christmas movies, which means a lot, of, a lot of Lifetime, a lot of Hallmark, <laughs> a lot of Tony going to play video games. But, uh, <laughs> but if I see one that has people I like in it uh, or, or a plot that looks interesting, I'll, I'll watch There's it. There's one with that her. has Jonathan Frakes this year. Okay. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> So there was one though that uh, I actually enjoyed pretty well. It's called Family Switch, and okay. it's got Ed Helms, oh, with, uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Garner. Garner. Yep, and uh, and the girl that was Wednesday's friend in the Wednesday series, the oh, blonde yes. girl. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, it's a it's a body swap movie, and oh. it does they get you know Freaky Friday. Yeah, it's your it's your classic body swap body swap tropes, but uh, done around Christmas time, and it was actually. Pretty good, pretty funny. Had some funny stuff in it. So uh, if you're looking for a not too terrible holiday movie, give that one a shot. Family Switch. It's on Netflix. Um, and then uh, I don't know why we watched this one, but we did. Um, it's called Life of the Party. Came out like 2018. Oh, it's, wow. it's got. Uh, oh, I had her name in my head a second ago, and now it's gone. Um, I may have seen this. Really, Melissa right, McCarthy. It's got I've Melissa McCarthy, and yes. it's one of the ones that her uh, husband Ben Falcone directed, yeah. and it it was actually pretty funny. It's the it's the one where she plays a uh, oh, middle aged yes. mom who gets yes, divorced yes. at the beginning of the movie and decides to go back to college to the same college her college age daughter is at. Oh, and, I didn't uh, see this one. Okay, it was it was actually pretty funny. I, but I I enjoy Melissa McCarthy and her and her antics. So there was that one. She's funny. Yeah, and then uh, I also have a non-recommendation, um, like Rebecca did. This one's called Fool's Paradise, and I really, really wanted to like this. <laughs> it's the new one that Charlie Day wrote and directed, where he oh. plays like a silent movie character in it. And you can tell what they're trying to do is kind of a send-up of Hollywood culture, modern-day Hollywood culture. Uh, so kind of like reverse La La Land, which I also hated. But uh, You um, hate? La La uh, Land? The only movie I hate more than La La Land is... Tenet. 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 <laughs> you got it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we actually had we had to turn this one off at about 55 minutes in. I was just like, I turned to my wife, like, are you enjoying this? She's like, no. And I was like, me neither. And Did you watch what I told you to watch instead of that movie? Not yet. I'm, God I, damn I it, I Tony. I, I need to. I'm sorry. We will. We'll watch that this week. You have my word. 
I've been trying to get Tony to watch um, The Treasure of Foggy Mountain on Peacock because it is so extremely up his alley, and I just want to talk about it. I I finally watched it, Rebecca. Thank you, Carrie. Yes, I watched that. We can talk about it sometime. Okay, well, I'm going to watch it for (laughs) sure this week. And then uh, TV-wise, we're up to date, one episode behind, actually, on Murder at the End of the World. Have you guys been watching this on Hulu? No, Mm-mm. it's it's interesting. It's by this. It's the same creative team behind the OA on Netflix, which is one of those like cult shows like that. Sci-fi. Yeah, it, the people that are into it are way into it, and everyone else is like, "What the heck is this?" <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, it's about a murder at in Iceland, like at a at a super rich billionaire's mansion where he had a whole bunch of people that he admires. They're like art and science come together to try and decide, you know, how, what's the next stage of humanity going to be? How are we going to push humanity, um, you know, to grow as a culturally and, and scientifically and all that stuff. And then, and then the murder happens. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and so that's been, that's been pretty interesting. Um, but yeah. And then I started Alan Wake two and I'm only two hours into this game. That was the deer fest bright falls reference at the beginning of the episode. Holy moly, if you have a computer to push the visuals on this game, it is amazing. And even if you don't, it's on Xbox Series X and PS5, it still looks really, really good. But if you have a big fat graphics card that can push all the ray tracing and everything, it's good. It's it's real good. All right. Uh, Robert? So I finally saw Godzilla Minus One, and I get the hype. I get all the hype. It, Um, it, It lives up to it. It is a damn fine film. And it doesn't you know, it starts out right out of the gate big. I'm just like, wow, do not expect that. Um, especially for a Godzilla movie. Um, great, good story all the way through. I was, I was surprised that it's not just Godzilla stomping on Tokyo. It's, there's a story, a very personal story in there. And, um, Sarah, my wife was like, it was a good world war two era movie with Godzilla in it. I'm like, yes, that was totally Totally what it was. And there were very emotional moments, which I don't expect from a Godzilla movie. And there were more than a few. And the acting was good. And the budget, for them to have done that on, what, $15 million? That's what they're saying. And I look at some of the some of the movies that we get for 10 times that budget and go, hmm. Yeah. Hollywood so, I, is a money laundering system. Paying for a lot of gold and soilet, toilet seats in Hollywood. <laughs> But it was a fantastic movie. Quite enjoyed it. So I you know, give it a definite thumbs up with an okay. Um, on the book front, I finally finished uh, Born a Crime. And I will continue to recommend that book with my last breath. Because it is a excellent read on the uh, formative years for Trevor Noah. If you're a fan, oh. definitely read it. Cool. Or do the audio book. Um, I'm trying to think. TV, didn't watch a lot of TV this week, did watch Marnark, and it continues to be a good show. It does, Good yeah. series. And uh, this last episode, they did another one of those, not quite the same fade between Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell, but they did a shot where they were showing video of one and had the other step into the video. And you're just like, I know what you're doing there. Uh-huh. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> same guy. Same guy. <laughs> um, but I am I am really enjoying where this is going. Um and there was a part of it was kind of like, oh, look, somebody saw Cloverfield. 
um, where they're having to walk through a building that's been through the destroyed zone of San Francisco. And I'm like, oh, okay, this mm-hmm. is a thing now. <laughs> but but that was good. Um, what else on TV? Uh, I've been watching, and I'm very late to the party on this, Ghosts on Paramount+. Plus. Ah, uh, Ghosts is great, are man. You watch, so are you watching the British one or the American one? I'm watching the American one. The British one um, is is awesome as well. Like they're both just really good. I'm enjoying this one. Uh, I've been a, I think it's Rose McIver, uh, formerly of yes. iZombie. Yep, iZombie. I've been a fan of her since iZombie. Yeah, she's great. And I love her take on this. And um, I cannot remember her uh, co lead's name, but I love his take as her husband, who's just kind of like, I'm living with this. This is my life now. Mm-hmm. Let's <laughs> roll with it's it. a fun show, and it's it's if you need 22 minutes of something to just kind of be light and fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Check it out. Yep. And we're all and we're all seeking out that kind of stuff these days. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, that last Rick and Morty episode, Tony. I I know I watched tea? it. I'm trying to remember which which With one was it. With ice tea, the numbers oh, and yes, the letters. Yes, the, the numbers, numbers versus, versus the, the letters. Yeah, planet. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's a great scene in there oh. where Ice T's in the recording studio trying to record something <laughs> he can't stay on the beat. and he can't stay on the beat. <laughs> and so the math teacher who apparently taught ice tea math and when he was a kid oh, uh, so comes up and he says, Oh, this is terrible. Ice tea four, four time. We need to teach four, you how four time and teaches ice tea, how to keep time. I just, there was just so much happening in that episode that was just brilliant. And it was uh, so like side story. Yes. It was a completely different thing from anything they've done all season, just and out Rick, of the blue. Rick not even in the episode. No, wasn't the even there. The entire time. So uh, I, I thought it was great. It was um, Golden Fold and Moldy, or Morty is what they should have called that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of Christmas, I watched on Disney Plus a special called Christmas with Walt Disney that uh, raids the archives and makes a, a special. Also, one of his grandchildren. Uh, narrates it and talks about, you know, grandpa used to do this. And, you know, it, it was kind of cool to see all that old footage. But uh, a couple of things. First of all, uh, I noticed that uh, on Geek Twitter that uh, there was a lot of uh, 20th anniversary Battlestar Galactica tweets. Oh, and yeah. I did the math and I went, yes, it was 20 years ago that that show premiered on the Sci-Fi Channel. One of the best shows ever. And I'm telling you, people know I love Star Trek, but I'm here to tell you that that reboot of Battlestar Galactica is some of the best sci-fi you'll see on television, Mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. Boom. So good. And I got thinking, because I was reading these articles about it and how it was perfect for a post-9-11 world, you know, and and how it spoke to that and and all that. And I, I went, you know, I need to, I need to go back and watch that. I need to go back and see it again, don't I? And so I, I, you know, got my remote out and i said uh, battlestar galactica because usually you speak into it and whatever show you're looking for shows up and it was there but i had to pay for it physical <laughs> media folks i, I have got... the dvds downstairs nope. so i was able to get the dvds <laughs> and go and watch it but, one uh, of the few shows i've purchased on blu-ray yes yep. physical media. so good so good and then physical finally media, rebecca join yes. us join us. I, us no i don't like having stuff <laughs> <laughs> And finally, this, I need to raise a glass to a guy who had an, an immense influence on me, and he had an immense influence on you, whether you know it or not. Norman Prove Lear, it. everybody. Norman oh, Lear. I didn't oh, know well, he passed. It's true. Yeah. It's true. He affected not only entertainment, he affected uh, the social changes that were happening at the time in the 70s. Uh, he helped us have dialogue about it. He uh, 
he didn't make my father less racist, but it helped <laughs> my father keep his racism in check a little uh, bit more. You know, <laughs> still a win. <laughs> so it was a win. Yeah. But uh, this is a guy who uh, he he did so much for uh, for uh, the American social. <sighs> How do I put it? It's, it's it's bigger than I can put it. That's how much effect he had on everyone, whether you know it or not. His little TV shows, and then the work that he was doing behind the scene with civil rights, and and gay rights and human rights. Uh, social huge. fabric is probably social the fabric. Yes, for. just huge. Go and take a look at what he has done, folks. There's there's papers and articles all over the place about the influence of Norman Lear. Go and study up and learn about this guy. If there is a, if there is an American hero, he is certainly certainly up in the pantheon. Uh, so uh, raise a glass to Norman Lear. Um, did I do these on the after show last yes. week? Yes, uh, yes. Uh -huh. You got I've more? Got two more. Oh, uh -huh. coming up on the after so show. Let's do that on the after show. These little <laughs> Marvel lunch boxes, but you don't know which ones you get. Uh, nice. Got two more of them at the comic book store. So we'll do that coming up. Um, games i'm sure it's there actually is one to talk about that really? was kind of a surprise release nobody knew it was coming out up until last week and also it's good it is a new <laughs> um avatar game based really? in the avatar movie oh. universe oh i keep getting commercials for this it's actually good really Go figure. yep hmm. Okay. So if you if you have any interest in that kind of in that universe and you like video games, this is right up your alley. And if you have just any, to clarify, it's Avatar blue tall people, blue tall not people, Avatar, Avatar. Blue not the air, people, not the last Airbender. Not, yeah. yeah, just yeah. just to clarify for some um, folks, they're like, oh great, yeah, that's not no, that. yeah. different. And the other thing that's interesting about this one too is uh, graphically, it is stunning. Like just like the Avatar movies, you expect you know, special effects that look really, really good. They pulled off some really, really good looking gameplay and graphics in this game. So mm. nice. There you go. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, thank you all for being here. We're going to head to the after party here in a few moments and uh, you're going to open up these, see what, see what we got there. We're also going to be talking celebrity Deadpools. Yeah, boy. <laughs> uh, got a lot to say there and uh, some other stuff that we've got planned for you. So uh, if you're a member, join us there in a bit. If you're not, Join GeekShowGotThisCovered.com is the link to our Patreon. Tree fitty, tree fitty. Come on, it's affordable. Uh, anything else before we go? I think we're good, right? Mm-hmm. Baba long booey, baba booey, baba booey. Thank you. Live long and prosper, <laughs> bitches. I'm pushing the button. <gasps>